This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. When your personal investments need help to reach your retirement dreams and navigating the complex world of financial planning requires an experienced manager, that's when you know you're ready for prime time. Welcome to Prime Time Money on Zoomer Radio with Richard Infantino, Senior Wealth Advisor at RBC Dominion Securities. Hey, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Canada's only money show dedicated to those of you 50 plus in your overall investment tax and estate planning and your direct link to all of North America's top money managers with the best ideas on how you can grow your money. And speaking of growing your money, are you looking for an edge to the markets? Are you looking beyond the fundamental and technical analysis you see? How about an investment process that helps you select the best sectors of the market at the exact right time? Well, if you answered yes to any of these, then you want to stay tuned today because we have the guy that wrote the book on these strategies. His name's Brooke Thackeray, and he's going to join us for today's show. Brooke is a research analyst at Horizons ETFs, and he's the author of uh, Thackeray's 2023 Investor's Guide, and he's going to join us to talk about seasonal investing strategies for the stock market, stocks, commodities, bonds, and even currencies. So it doesn't matter what time of the year it is, there's always part of the market that's going to be in an up cycle and part of the market that's going to be in a down cycle. So the idea is when you deal with somebody like Brooke, you want to find out what's in season. Plus, we have, an import, we have a really important webinar coming up, and it's, we're going to have one of Canada's top CEOs. And if you're interested, again, in real estate, then you're going to want to hear from Dennis Mitchell. He's coming up to uh, talk at our seminar next Wednesday. I'll tell you a little bit more about it at the end of the show. He's going to talk about all the uh, great opportunities that are available in the real estate market in 2023. So get your papers and pencils ready. I have a couple of newsletters to give out to you and a book draw coming up too. I'm Richard Infantino and you're listening to Primetime Money. Okay, we're back. You're listening to Richard Infantino on Primetime Money. And joining us now is Brooke Thackeray. He's a research analyst with Horizons ETFs, and he's the author of the 2023 Investor's Guide. Hey, good morning, Brooke. Thanks for uh, taking the time again to join us here on the show. Uh, thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it. You know, it's uh, great to have you on because we, we like talking about uh, seasonal investing. And then, you know, for all the new listeners, uh, you know, Brooke, give us a quick update on what seasonal investing is. Well, seasonal investing is really quite simple. It, uh, what you do is you take a look at the market, the broad market, and say, when does it typically go up on a seasonal basis on average over time? Um, there are some months that are better than others, and in certain periods of the year that are better than others, and also the sectors of the market. You know, now, one no, do- just one sec, Brooke. Now, just for the listeners, you've tested this back, right? It's not, you're not just saying that. These are, this is testing that's taken place over many years to know that this is happening year after year, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, I've written 17 books on the subject, um, and I wrote one book just back in 1999 just on this subject, actually. So there's a lot of testing that goes on. I'm, the, I'm not the only person that's done research in this area as well. There are happy other people as well. Okay. 
So, yeah, and, and the sectors in the market, for instance, like gold, okay. uh, you know, tends to go up at certain times of the year as well, or bonds, or whatever. They all have a seasonal cycle based upon something that causes them to perform well at certain times of the year. Now, it's important to know, like any investment style, it doesn't always work. But what you're doing is you're stacking the odds of probability of success in your favor. Okay. And over the long term, it has worked. Yeah. For sure, and it's worked because you know we've we've done that kind of testing. So if you if you take that premise, and now we're in uh, you know mid April, so where are we now in the seasonal cycle? Well, for the broad market, it has a six month seasonal cycle. Okay, the market tends to do well from November into April, and that's exactly what's happened this year. We go back to last year. Twenty twenty two is not a good year for the stock market, but it bottomed in October. And so we've had six months of strong performance for the market this year, up and down, but it has been good. And so the stock market tends to do well from November to April. And the other six months of the year, from May until October, it tends not to do so well. In fact, you know, from 1950, it's been slightly above zero on that. And and you you tend to get big losses in that time period. So if you had to only invest in one part of, of this calendar, for instance, from either from November until April, or from May until October, you know, whenever I lay the stats out for people, they always go, oh, wow, look at that. I would only, if I had to choose one six-month period, it would be from November to April. So where are we now? Well, we're, we're in April. We're coming, coming close to the end of that positive six-month cycle for the market. Now, it doesn't mean that the market will go down in the next six months, but the next six months tends not to be as strong as the last six months that we've had as well. So right now, we're at that inflection point where... It, from a seasonal perspective, it's good to start to become a little bit defensive. Okay, so yeah, given that you know we're we're pretty close to getting to May, and there's there's a there's a saying there that says sell in May and go away. Is that is you think that's going to be the thing you should be doing, or do you just you know temper your expectations for the next couple of months? Yeah, I, I don't think it's wise for a retail investor to be saying, "Oh, it's May, I'm going to sell everything I've got and you know run to cash or something for a whole portfolio." Um, that that becomes a, a very difficult. But, you know, I think it's really tempering expectations, managing the portfolio a little bit different. Maybe, you know, because bonds tend to do well in this next six months, maybe allocating some more money to fixed income, being a little more defensive in sectors, raising some cash. Those are the three things that are typically from a strategy point of view. But it's not necessarily to say, "Hey, May first, I'm going to sell everything," and uh, you know, um, and then that's and then I'm going fishing for six months. It's an adjustment, really, in in risk expectations and and ma- managing that risk. And we're right there. We're right. We're here. We are. You know, April twentieth, um, coming up to May, and um, you know, it's we're in that time period where we're on that cusp of the markets actually when they tend to actually soften up a little bit. So, oh. yeah, okay. Um, you know, like w- what we should do is uh, take a break here, and, and what we'll do is we'll come back, Brooke. We're going to talk a bit about you manage um, uh, an ETF that, that uses this practice in it, it's, and, the, and the symbol is HAC. So, we'll talk a little bit about that, and then, um, you know, where we're expecting the stock market to be by the end of the year. And maybe there is some sectors where we can make some money now between May and uh, the, the next six months. Okay. Okay, we'll be right back. I'm Richard Infantino, and you're listening to Primetime Money.
Okay, we're back. You're listening to Richard Infantino on Primetime Money. And joining us now is uh, Brooke Thackeray. He's a research analyst at Horizons ETFs. And Brooke, uh, we're talking a bit about, um, you know, where we are seasonally. Let's talk a little bit about the fund that you manage there. It's called the Horizons Seasonal Rotation ETF. Let's talk about that. And the symbol is HAC that trades on the uh, Toronto Stock Exchange. What are you doing in that fund there, uh, Brooke? Well, so it's just exactly what we've talked about. It's We're using the seasonal principles, and we're in Canadian banks when they tend to do well, and we're in the energy sector when it tends to do well. So we're rotating between some of the different sectors. And right now, because we're coming up into May here, you know, uh, traditionally what we've done in the past is we've done exactly what I was talking about earlier. We've become more defensive. Um, you know, one of the things is by raising some cash and look also in different uh, parts of the market that tend to do well at this time. Uh, so it, this is a transition time uh, for it, in the sell in May uh, period. So we're, we're repositioning the portfolio for the next six months. Now, I, I read your um, newsletter uh, that, you, they, that you send out there, and um, you're looking at different areas of the market, and you kind of uh, publish in there exactly what's happening with all those different sectors. I know there are a couple that are going up. So, like, if we take the general stock market, for example, um, Brooke, where do, where do you see it by the end of the year? Even though we're going to have a slower period, like we've done well so far, you know, maybe a slower period, but by the end of the year, how do you see things? You know, I, I, I like to be bullish, and I think um, we are going to see some volatility over the summer months, probably. Um, and I do think the stock market over the next six months, from May until October, I do think this year will fall into that sell in May pattern. I do think we'll, in the end, the broad stock market will probably end up being slightly lower than where we are. But at the end of the year, I do see some marginal gains for the market. So I, I, I see the market following its typical seasonal pattern this year. I don't see any differentiation from that. And uh, so we might see some volatility coming up um, with the market hanging down for a while, but ending up slightly up from where we are right now. Now, um, I know that there's, you know, like we do talking about certain sectors the markets aren't going to do well, but there are sectors that are going to do well. I was looking, again, I was reading in the newsletter, and um, healthcare and bonds seem to be good you know, right at this period of time. Why is that? Yeah, so um, investors want to become more defensive at this time. This is, you know, based upon that sell in May cycle, really, part of it. And, you know, uh, coming into the summer once, they like to de-risk it. And so where, how do they do that? One of the things that they do is on the margin, some investors take out some of their equity and they put it into bonds, uh, into fixed income, which in turn when investors are buying bonds, right, it uh, now actually um, pushes up the value of the bonds. So bonds can do well over the next six months because of of money flows. And I think that, you know, we've seen last year in 2022 was a disastrous year for bonds. Um, You know, it was a really unique year, but we've seen uh, bonds actually doing well since October. They're actually positive. Uh, in general, and I think that you're going to see over the next six months, I do think uh, uh, bonds are going to do okay here, and I think they're going to be positive. Just And that one of the main impetuses for that is because investors will be rotating to that sector. The healthcare sector is the example you used as well. The healthcare sector is another example of investors wanting to de-risk for, from some of the higher growth sectors in the summer months and go back into sectors that don't rely so much on the economy. And also... Um, have a little bit less risk as well. And so one of the sectors that benefits from that is the healthcare sector. And so it starts a strong seasonal period uh, coming up shortly as well. And there are other sectors 
these are just two examples, but there are other sectors that do well over the next few months. Okay, so you go through all that in your book and in your newsletter, right? Yeah, I mean, I try to communicate as well as possible to people that are interested in the topic and describe, you know, which sectors are doing well at this time and are there any exceptions, what's happening in the market and what's happening in that particular sector as well. Yeah, it's, it's you know, uh, when you're, you're managing money, it's, a, it's important to, you know, incorporate into your practice all these different types of analysis so that you, you know, you have the best information available for you to, uh, you know, uh, look at. Uh, money flow and how to deal with it within um, within the portfolios, right? And, and it, it's really important. And it's great stuff that you do there, Brooke. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, so thanks again for taking the time to join us, and I wish you all the success there with uh, the fund that you manage, the um, Horizons Seasonal Rotation Fund, and uh, your books and publications. You take care, and hopefully we'll uh, get to talk to you again real soon. Well, thank you very much, and I appreciate that. All right, you take care. Bye. Thank you, bye. Okay, that was our buddy, Brooke Thackeray. He's a research analyst at Horizons ETFs. Remember, commissions, trailing commissions, and management fees and expenses all may be associated with mutual fund and ETF investments. Distributions are not guaranteed, and they may fluctuate. Please read the prospectus before you invest. Mutual funds and ETFs are not guaranteed. Their values change frequently, and past performance may not be repeated. This show is sponsored in part by Horizons ETFs. Okay, if you'd like to get Brooke's newsletter or have your name in the draw for his books... All you got to do is give Dominique a call now, 1-866-891-2637. That's one 891 2637 And we're going to send you a Brooks April newsletter. And here's what's in the newsletter. This is great information. It has, you know, the status of the S&P 500 technically. So you see the charts of uh, what's happening there. The outlook for bank earnings. So that's really important coming up here because we had that situation in the United States where, um, you know, I had a couple of banks get in, get themselves in trouble. That kind of spills over, you know, into into Canada and Canadian banking system. So uh, that's one that you want to really uh, pay attention to because I know a lot of us have bank stocks. And this could create, um, if, if the earnings are going to be good, that's going to create a great buying opportunity for uh, bank stocks because, especially in Canada today, folks, you know, you're getting probably close to 5% for a lot of those banks. That's a pretty good yield and a dividend yield where you're getting a tax break. And you own the bank at the same time. So even though GICs are paying for and change, you know, if I could get a bank stock and get a dividend for five percent and then get, you know, some capital appreciation every year of five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten percent, I could be averaging myself a pretty good rate of return and a great opportunity there. He also talks about uh, what's hot and what's not. And, and uh, he uh, talks about what's happening in April, May, like he did on uh just previously on the show that we talked to him about, and then the different areas of the market, some that are doing really well and some that are not going to do so well. So what that kind of portends for you is it, it, it kind of points towards, you know, if I have money to invest, what areas should I be looking at? And then what areas should I not be looking at if I have new money to put into the market? Also, if you own investments in certain sectors and they're not going to be strong, that could be uh, an opportunity for you to take some money off the table and allocate it to another area. It doesn't mean you you sell and go away. Like even though the saying is like that, that's more of a marketing saying than anything else. It's it's better for you to you know look at certain things. You may have a big capital gain somewhere. It's done really well. Maybe this opportunity to sell some, not all of it. Sell some, take it off the table, move it to another sector where you could uh, do a little bit better there. So he also has buys and sells for the market sector. So industrials, materials, consumer staples, healthcare. 
uh, mining and metals, transportation, government bonds, all those different kinds of sectors. He highlights in this in this newsletter, which gives you ideas. And then you might have stocks and or mutual funds or ETFs in those sectors will give you ideas for that. So if you'd like to get the uh, newsletter, of course, all you have to do is give Dominic a call and uh, she'll put you in the draw for the book as well. So we have the newsletter with all that information. Plus, your name will go in the draw for his... we got a couple of books that uh, Brooke's been nice enough to give out. Um, and uh, we'll put you in the draw for that. So just give her a call now, 1-866-891-2637. That's 1-866-891-2637 for uh, Brooke's book, 2023 Investor's Guide and his uh, monthly newsletter. So we'll send those out to you right away. Okay, we have a few minutes left. Uh, I just wanted to remind you about uh, a WebEx that we have coming out, you know, Zoom presentation. Um, It's going to be coming up this Wednesday, April 26th, and it's going to run from 11 a.m. till around 12.30. So it's for those people out there that are interested in real estate, and I know you are because everybody has some real estate. We have one of the top uh, CEOs of Canada's real estate company, um, biggest real estate company. His name is Dennis Mitchell. So those of you who um, you know watch BNN regularly, Dennis is on there all the time. I've known him for over 20 years, and he's uh, nice enough to come on and do a Zoom meeting with us. So he's the CEO of Starlight Capital, and their um, their expertise is, of course, uh, all kinds of real estate. So what he's going to come on and talk about is just give us. Um, you know, a backdrop on, you know, what's happening with the real estate, but all the different sectors. So he's going to talk about there's lots of great opportunities available in, uh, you know, Metro Toronto, Canada uh, today in industrial and residential real estate. So he's going to go through those. He's also going to talk about, um, you know, what's happening, what the potential complications could be with office uh, REITs and office buildings and office people who loan money for uh, renters for office buildings, everything associated with you know, the transition as people have been working at home and then working in downtown offices. What's going to happen with all that? So that's a really interesting topic that I really wanted to hear about. And he's going to talk about a new sector. It's called InfraTech REITs. So he'll explain all about that and the opportunities that are there with InfraTech REITs. And, uh, of course, go into what's happening in Metro Toronto with, um, you know, your housing situation and how they're seeing things in just in the, you know, in this general area that we're listening from. So if you'd like to um, join in on that. It's, it's a virtual seminar course. It's a, it's a WebEx and it's easy because Dominic will just send you out all the details and all you have to do at um, you know 11 a.m. on April the 26th is push the green button and you're all set and you're, you're watching the show. So it's easy. So all you got to do is give Dominic a call now 1-866-891-2637 and she'll get you all set up there for the, uh, the WebEx presentation. Again, folks, if you want to write this down, it's going to be on next Wednesday coming up. Uh, April the 26th, and it's from 11 a.m. to 12.30 approximately, and uh, no cost, of course. I'm going to go through some of the things that, you know, we've been talking about and getting calls from. So a lot of the content that I use on the show for, um, you know, talking about what's happening in the rapid fire round, the questions that we're getting. And, you know, one of the big questions that that we've been getting just in the last little while is uh, regarding fees. So if you work with a financial advisor and you pay fees to them, you have, you know, most people have uh, different sets of accounts. So on one side, you have what's called an open investment account or a, a trading account. That account, um, when you have fees associated with that, those are tax deductible. So say, for instance, you paid your advisor $2,000 of fees. You can deduct that from your income tax. It's, it's under the section of carrying charges. So it's a lot more efficient to do it that way than to, you know, do buys and sells and, and then pay commissions and, 
and, and deal with it that way. Fees today uh, make it a lot more um, tax advantage. If, if you do trades and you deal with a financial advisor, you got to remember fees are not just for doing a transaction. Fees are for a financial advisor to help you with, um, you know, selecting your investments, um, dealing with estate planning, tax planning, uh, financial planning, projecting out uh, your portfolio, you know, doing everything financial for you. That's what you're paying that fee for. You're not paying a fee to buy and sell 100 shares of BCE. You're, you're, you're paying a person a fee to give you all of that advice and then everything associated with advice, you know, what we call full wealth management. That's what we do with, with our particular team. So when you're looking at your accounts again, then, so the fee for the open account is tax deductible, but the fee inside of your tax-free savings account and the fee inside of your RSP and RIF is not tax deductible. The reason why is that you save tax and put money into those accounts, and because you have fees that are embedded inside of that account, you can't deduct that from your income. So that's what CRA rules. So when you're looking at your accounts, the fees that are in the open account are the ones that are tax deductible, and that's the ones that your accountant could be uh, calling you about now as you finish up your tax slips. Now, tax slips kind of keep slipping in here, so if you're missing anything, just make sure that your um, your uh, tax preparer person is is prepared for all that and the different slips that you have. And again, when you're doing your tax return, you're really focused on the open investment account because you have capital gains and losses in there. You have your dividends in there, and you have your interest income in there. The money that you make inside of your RSP and your TFSA is not uh, part of your tax return. The only part of your tax return is if you have a RIF and you take out money, you'd get a T4 RIF slip and that slip is going to be tax deductible. So those are the items that you're going to be dealing with now. And what you want to do is when you talk to your accountant is look at, you know, when you get your tax return, kind of spend some time with them to forecast, you know, what you should be looking at for the upcoming year and what, what kinds of things you should be doing within your tax brackets. So some of the ideas would be, you know, if you're drawing income out of your RSP and your RIF account, potentially, and you're in a certain low tax bracket, maybe it makes sense to take a little bit more out this year if you had a low tax bracket. Those types of things you got to be looking at. While he has everything set up there and he's doing your tax return, he can forecast these different things out for you and give you ideas on what you should be looking at for this year coming up. So not only take care of your tax return, but get some ideas on what you should be doing tax-wise so the best tax ideas that you should be incorporating into your management of your money and your financial planning, you should have that kind of done now when you meet with your accountant. He's finished your tax return. You tell him what you're going to be looking at this year and then forecast that out and then look at what's the best possible way to um, you know manage your money going into this year because of what happened last year and what you're forecasting for this year. That's all part of the, the process you should be dealing with with your accountant right now. Okay, so um, just before we finish, again, if you'd like to get a copy of Brooks' uh, newsletter, which covers all the information on seasonal investing, and it's all up to date to right now in terms of all the different sectors of the market. We can send that out to you. Put your name in the draw for Brooks' book, which covers the whole year. It's 2023 Investor Guide. And number three is to, um, if, you, if you're interested in real estate, register for our seminar that's coming up this Wednesday, April 26th from 11 a.m. to 1230. There's no cost. And uh, we're going to have uh, Dennis Mitchell, who's the CEO of Starlight Capital, with us to talk about um, the outlook for real estate. And I know that's uh, on everybody's mind these days. Okay, you guys have a great week, and we'll see you next time. I'm Richard Infantino, and you've been listening to Primetime Money.
This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.